Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for November 9th, the dedication of the Lateran Basilica. The Basilica of St. John Lateran was one of the first churches built by Christians following the early persecutions. It was raised in Rome under the Emperor Constantine and is the first Western church to have the invocation of the Savior. The Lateran Basilica was consecrated by Pope Sylvester on this day in the year 324. Originally celebrated only in Rome, the feast became universal in the Roman Rite as a sign of unity with the Holy See. This church continues to be the Cathedral of the Roman Pontiff to this day. The Basilica is called Mater Ecclesiae Romae Urbis et Orbis, Mother of all the churches in Rome and of the world. Its long history evokes memories of the many thousands of people who have received baptism within its ancient walls. Part 1. Churches are a symbol of the presence of God among us. Each year the Jewish people commemorate the Feast of the Dedication in memory of the purification and reestablishment of worship in the Temple of Jerusalem following the victories of Judas Maccabeus over the king of Antioch. The celebration was a week-long event throughout Judea. It was called the Festival of Lights, since it was the custom for people to place lanterns as a symbol of the law in their windows at home to commemorate the anniversary. Families would increase the number of lights with each passing day of the feast. The reason for the custom was to recall the time when the pagan temples were converted into places of worship. Similarly, every year the whole Roman Rite recalls the dedication of the Lateran Basilica. It is the oldest and most dignified of all the Western churches. Besides this universal feast, on some other day each diocese celebrates the dedication of its cathedral. Every individual church remembers its own consecration in a special way too. Among the Jews, the temple was considered a place of the special presence of Yahweh. God already made his presence known in the tent of meetings in the desert. There, Moses spoke with the Lord as to a friend. The cloud in the shape of a column came to him as a sign of the Almighty's presence. It descended and paused at the entrance to the sanctuary. Here his name would be present his infinite and ineffable being, to hear and to attend to his faithful ones. When Solomon had finished the construction of the temple of Jerusalem, he prayed the following words on the Feast of the Dedication. Is it true God can dwell upon the earth? For if heaven cannot contain you, how much less can this house which I have built? Listen to the prayer of your servant, and his supplications, O Lord my God. Hear the hymn and the prayer your servant offers you this day. May your eyes be upon this house night and day. 
Whatever people shall pray for in this place, you will hear them from your abode in heaven. When you hear their petition, show them your mercy. We, too, go to our churches to encounter God. He awaits us there with His real presence in our tabernacles. St. John Paul II taught, Any church is your house and the house of God. Value it as the place where we can encounter our common Father. The church building is a sign of the church assembly. The congregation is formed by living stones, men and women consecrated to God by their baptism. The church building is the place where the Christian community gathers together to hear the word of God, to offer up prayers of petition and praise, and in a principal way, to celebrate the sacred mystery of our faith. The Blessed Sacrament of the Eucharist, a unique image of the church, is reserved here. The altar is surrounded by people made holy by participating in the sacrifice of the Lord and nourished by the celestial banquet. The august sacrament is a sign of Christ, who is priest, host, and the altar of his own sacrifice. Let us approach our churches with a great spirit of reverence, since there is no place more worthy of respect than the house of God. What great devotion these buildings should inspire in us, since the sacrifice of heaven and earth, the blood of God made man, is offered up there. Let us visit them with the confidence of a person on his way to greet his best friend, Jesus Christ. He gave his life for each one of us out of love and eagerly awaits us every day. In our churches, we also encounter the house we share in common with our brothers and sisters in the faith. Part 2. Jesus Christ is truly present in our churches. Churches are places where members of Christ congregate to pray together. We find Jesus there, too, since where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them. Above all, our Lord is truly and substantially present in the Eucharist. He is present both in his divinity and in his most holy humanity, with his body and soul, and he sees us and hears us. There Christ nurtures us from the tabernacle, as he used to care one by one for those who came to him from all cities and villages. We can present him with our deepest desires to love him more and more with each passing day, and entrust to him our preoccupations, our difficulties, and our weaknesses. We should cultivate a profound reverence for our churches and oratories, since the Lord awaits us there. Truly, the world would be considerably different if Christ had not wanted to remain with us. In front of the tabernacle, we can draw strength for our interior struggle and leave all our worries in His hands. On how many occasions have we returned to the hustle and bustle of ordinary life with renewed hope? 
we cannot forget that the sacrifice of infinite value which the Lord offered on Calvary is renewed each day in our churches, so as to draw down upon us from heaven innumerable graces of divine mercy. It would be a lack of courtesy to withhold our vigilant attention from a distinguished guest staying in our home. We need to be equally conscious of the fact that Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament is our guest here on earth, and that He is as eager for our attention as He is to help us in all of our needs. Let us examine ourselves today to see if we immediately greet our Lord in the tabernacle when we enter a church. Do we behave in God's house as good daughters and sons? Are our genuflections before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament true acts of faith? Is our heart stirred within us when we pass near a church where Christ is sacramentally present? In the words of St. Jose Maria, as you make your usual way through the city streets, aren't you happy when you discover another tabernacle? We can then continue our work with renewed joy and peace. Part 3. Divine Grace Makes Us Living Temples of God The true temple of the New Covenant is no longer made by human hands. From now on, the holy humanity of Jesus is the new temple of God. Christ said, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The evangelist explains, He was speaking of the temple of his body. If the body of Jesus is the new temple of God, so is the church the body of Christ, and we are members of his mystical body. As the cornerstone and foundation of His church, the Lord supports the new building constructed from each one of the baptized built upon Him. Again from St. John Paul II. In the same way, now as then, He is rejected, disregarded, and given up for dead. But the Father has made the Son the solid and firm set base of the new building forever through Christ's glorious resurrection. The mystical body is as strong as the degree to which the members adhere to their head and the measure to which they grow in Him toward the fullness of Christ. In and through the church, the dwelling place of God in the Spirit, the Lord is glorified by virtue of the spiritual sacrifices of the holy priesthood of the faithful. The Lord's kingdom is thus established in the world. St. Paul also frequently reminds the first Christians, Do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? We should often bring to mind that the Most Holy Trinity inhabits the souls of the just in a singular way. By means of the grace of God, Christ dwells in each one of us as in a temple. Meditation on this marvelous reality will help us to be more conscious of the transcendent importance of living in God's grace. We need to have a deep horror of offending the Lord because sin destroys Christ's temple and deprives our souls of friendship with God. 
Through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we enjoy in anticipation the beatific vision. This admirable union differs only in condition from the one God grants the blessed in heaven. God's presence in our soul in this life is an invitation to increase constantly the intensity of our personal closeness to the Lord. He is the one we are called to seek out in the depths of our soul at every moment. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.